Welcome to Season 1, Black in Nature, Episode 8, Backyard Garden. When I think about food in nature, my mind begins to wonder about the taste of local farmers, farmers markets, or my own backyard garden. If you recall, in Episode 1, I had mentioned the first time I ate a cucumber from my neighbor's garden. I will never forget how crisp and crunchy the cucumber tasted like something I'd never had before, especially out of a grocery store. Every time my neighbor offered fresh produce from her garden, I could never refuse. Until this day, I've yet to grow my own cucumber as tasty as the one that my neighbor had in her garden in Missouri. But it was in my grandmother's garden, which I was introduced to at a very young age. It's probably the very reason why, as an adult, I love having a front and backyard garden. Her garden gave me just enough exposure as a child to help me understand the value of growing my own food as an adult. The garden. The day we started sowing seeds into the seed pods was about five years ago when my husband and I became homeowners. However, I had this naive idea we could grow our own food, but I, I knew nothing about gardening. So here I was obsessing for a solid week on everything I needed to know about starting a garden. Of course, I recruited the family to embark on this new project. At this point, we started drawing grids, we used seed pods, we even tilled our own ground ourselves, put in our own fence so the dogs would stay out, and I studied the farmer's almanac. The funny story about the almanac is I remember for some strange reason learning this phrase, quote unquote, farmer's almanac as a child, but I cannot remember where. However, I can recall as a child in the grocery store by the cashier's register, I would see this almanac book, but I didn't really understand the purpose because I didn't have a garden. But what is interesting is I have the memory and I never had a use for this tool. But much later in my adult life, I was able to recall the importance of the farmer's almanac. My point is if all children had the opportunity to grow one seed, this can, this can grow into something bigger when they become adults. Somehow I found the Almanac website, which allowed me to type in my location and the system would tell me the best time to sow my seeds into the ground. I suddenly felt like a quote unquote farmer with my tiny garden. I immediately created a Facebook group page called quote unquote Farmer D's Garden. And I invited friends and family into the group to see my tiny garden grow, which I still have this group till this day. Tilling in the desert. The day we hand tilled the garden was the same day I learned gardening requires real hard work. It was more than just loosening or tossing seeds into the ground. I had to learn from my husband the techniques on how to use a handheld tiller. 
I just felt like a lost city girl trying to find her way through a backyard garden. He found it quite entertaining watching me attempt to till, but he would quickly take over to assist. Even our daughter got in on the action and she was only five years old. But trying to till the hard clay-like ground was a nightmare. I'm not sure why we never invested into an electric tiller and we still till by hand today. And we have learned once you till the ground, we need to sow the seeds immediately because the ground would literally turn into hard, dusty rock all over again. But again, we had to learn this valuable lesson a couple of times. The commitment. Gardening requires attention, focus, dedication, and grit to be successful. In other words, after we would sow the seeds and realize three weeks later, nothing has grown at all, then suddenly I'm stuck with conducting some sort of a scientific investigation trying to test each hypothesis and theory on the why. Why is nothing growing? Then I would realize there are several factors on why a seed may not grow. And it's hard to have, it's hard to have seeds grow if birds, if the birds ate all the seeds or the dogs decided to run through the garden or we didn't bury the seeds far enough into the ground. And here recently, I've learned from a community gardener out of Tucson that rodents can be a factor too. I would have never known that. And the recommendation that was provided to me was to grow my seeds into plants, basically seedlings first, and then sow the plant into the ground, the seedlings. And you know, the advice makes perfect sense because our other plants in the main garden grow perfectly fine from a seedling versus a seed. The harvest. In the last five years, we have experienced so much harvest from our backyard garden, from the squash, zucchini, cabbage, white mulberries, watermelon, cucumber, bell pepper, jalapeno peppers, various tomato varieties, strawberries, kale, lettuce, collard greens, mustard greens, onion, potatoes, pumpkin, and garlic, just to name a few. But the best part about the harvest is making your own food from the garden. My latest recipe is spaghetti sauce from scratch, but I have to admit something first. We also try to support our local farmer's market or our Borderlands produce program, which allows us to purchase 15 pounds of vegetables and fruits for $12. This program has given us the opportunity to explore and taste and support our local farmers. Because we would receive over 10 to 15 pounds of tomatoes, I was able to try out a new recipe. Thanks to my best girlfriend, Sarita, she provided me with a tomato sauce recipe. Well, spaghetti sauce recipe. However, I never follow the recipe to the T either. Making sauce also provides the opportunity to can the leftovers. Thankfully, I learned about canning. I learned about the canning process about five years ago when our peaches were ready to be harvested. I was so overwhelmed trying to learn how to save all the food, but 
I can sow seeds, grow them, and successfully and unsuccessfully grow them, but I can also harvest and can food too. So I want to leave you all with a couple of key points. First, sow a seed into a child's life today. You may be the one person who exposes them to this idea that they can grow their own food one day with lots of patience and love. Two, try to start a small garden on your own. And do not be afraid, it can be as simple as growing your own herbs in a window or a balcony garden. So many options and ideas are endless, but gardening can provide you with something to do during a time of finding balance. Three, reflect and think about the first time you ever saw a garden or growing your own garden and think about how you felt. And if you've had a garden in the past, do you have one now? If not, think about why. I hope you all enjoyed today's podcast. And if you like what you have heard, look out for the weekly podcast upload. Also, you can support this podcast by simply clicking the donation button. Until next time, friends, be blessed in nature. Bonus segment. So I want to kind of go off of the rails here. I know I typically read a podcast narrative, which you all have probably already listened to, but I figured I would share some other fun gardening story stories with you guys. As I was reading through the harvest story and talking about my canning experience, I figured I'd give more the behind the scenes of the Chuck and D and Lee canning machine business. So first off, I want to just share the fact that when we purchased this home, we had no idea or I had no idea that we had two fruit trees. And up until this year, I did not know that we had a mulberry, a white mulberry tree. So I want to put that out as a disclosure here too. But my parents came to visit us that summer. Um, This was the summer of 2015. And you know, like parents they walk around they want to make sure everything's good and my dad's like uh you know you got a fruit tree back there right and the fruit tree is located by what i call the creepy shed thankfully the creepy shed has turned into other things but i'm like we have a what we have a fruit tree so of course he's like yeah i it looks like it's probably gonna be a peach tree sure enough it it is a peach tree and um So usually this time of the year, we will be harvesting peaches. And so if you've ever had a fruit tree, you will know that, um, especially if it's fruitful, it's quite an experience. And so we, I, I can't even tell you how many pounds or baskets of peaches we had, but it was a lot. And again, just like I was obsessing about how to garden, I became this like crazed canning machine. Like how do we can peaches? I'd never can peaches in my life. So here I was in Walmart getting the canning pot, the canning jars, the canning lids, the whole nine. And Basically, I just remember looking up different recipes, like how to can peaches. And we ended up canning, 
I don't know the size of the jars, but the larger jars, maybe they're, I don't know, I just feel like maybe 36 or 48 ounce jars. And then we had some smaller jars too. And I really wanted to make jam, but I was too scared to do that. Um, but the process of canning, every time I do these projects, as my husband will say, he's like, every time it always involves the rest of us because I think like, oh, I've got it. I, I can manage this. And then I realized the process, it's like five steps. You've got to clean the peaches. You've got to blanch them, peel them, slice them. But most importantly, you also have to sanitize and disinfect the jars. And that's a whole nother separate process within itself. And then once you do that, you have to make sure the jars can seal too. So when you've got so much produce, it gets to a point where you, I felt like I was getting overwhelmed. So fast forward to 2020 and receiving like 10, 15 pounds worth of tomatoes. And I wanted to make a side note. When we um, order these produce or we pick up these like 12 or 15 pounds worth of produce, they say it's 15 pounds, but it's got to be more than 15. Um, if I'm being honest, like we'll get, I think the last time the box we received was probably 50 Roman tomatoes, maybe 60. And we had a watermelon along with butternut squash, like probably seven or eight butternut squash, four acorn squashes and like 15, 20 cucumbers. It's a lot of produce. And what we like to do is we'll take the squash and we'll put it on the grill. And because we like to grill on Sundays, that's kind of our family thing. I've mentioned that as well. Um, but because of my friend Sarita, of course, she, she always gets me into things. So she's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to drop off some tomatoes to you guys. This is before we started ordering them the bulk produce ourselves. And she's like, yeah, just look up a sauce recipe. And then she ended up sending me hers. So there I was, D's canning business came back in full effect in 2020 because I learned how to make spaghetti sauce. And um, I'll never forget because I literally was in the kitchen, it seemed like two hours making the sauce. But meanwhile, I was making zucchini squash because we also had um, from the produce, we'd also received like, I don't know, it had to have been like, 30 zucchinis and we had given away like 10 and if you've ever made zucchini squash you'll know that the recipe doesn't really call for a lot of zucchini let's just say that so meanwhile my husband and daughter are thinking like I'm really throwing down in the kitchen I've made something really massive and the only thing I had was zucchini bread and a lot of tomato sauce <laughs> it was really funny but um, I think that's what makes for me gardening so fascinating is that you're able to you you go along with the journey from like starting with the seed to seedlings and watering and it's just a process. And when that process ends up being on your table, you know, the the farm to table, it just I don't know, it does something to me. It sings to my soul. I will say with um with COVID, it's been really interesting trying to find a balance with the garden and 
not so much like managing it, but I feel like my husband and daughter, like, because this is the first time in our own lives where we're all home. And so they have a better understanding of like what my day-to-day -day normal work life is. Um, so I feel like they're really being really supportive by watering the garden, especially my 11 year old. Shout out to the parents where we can hand off some chores to kids but she's a she's a trooper through it um she waters one side of the garden every morning because the main part of the garden gets so much sun that it's nearly impossible to keep it hydrated when it's receiving like i don't know 15 hours of sun all day so she does a really good job in terms of watering over there and then if i need her to water at night she normally chips in but thankfully we've had so much monsoon rain in the last couple of weeks that she hasn't had to water as much and so she's feeling a little reprieve from that process but i like i said i just wanted to share some uh, bonus stories about my gardening and those of you that are in the facebook group you'll get to see some really cool pictures over the years thank you all for listening and continue to be blessed in nature